immune system tanks, the virus is like, woohoo. So I think what's happening with the COVID people, the long haul COVID people is like this virus is like right here under the immune system trying to Mm. express again or something. I'm not really Mm. sure, but the immune system can't quite push it way down here. Hello and welcome to the Wellness Plus Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Rachel, and today I'm joined by Dr. Tanisha Wards. We're going to be discussing long hauler syndrome, people who are experiencing COVID symptoms for prolonged periods of time and ideas of ways that if this is you in this category, can actually start to take control over your health and kick COVID once and for all. Dr. Wards, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm super excited about this topic because it's not being spoke spoken about enough, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, and there's a lot of, I think, m- misunderstanding of this syndrome and misinformation. And there's a lot of, we don't know what to do and how to help you. Mm-hmm. And I, I have found th- some things that help people. Great. So how, I guess, many COVID patients are you seeing or what is the, I guess, proportion of people who are experiencing this long hauler syndrome, they can't get COVID? You know, I don't know. I definitely don't think there's enough um, probably documented situations to really have the data yet or Mm -hmm. the numbers or the percentage. But what I've seen is, and I couldn't even tell you out of how many people, right? Like, I just don't know. But what I've seen it look like is the person caught COVID, just how everybody else does, right? Just being out in the world and being exposed. And they're sick for a while, like most people are, 10 days, sometimes two weeks. And most people still have like a little bit of lingering fatigue. They might have a little bit of a cough and maybe a headache for another couple weeks, but it's minimal. And it's typically gone in tops like a month, even though, you know, they're not contagious after the first like 10 or 14 days of quarantine, right? They still kind of have a couple things. And then it's gone and they're they're moving on with their life. Like they're fine. When somebody has what they're calling long haulers post-COVID syndrome is it's three, six, nine months later. And mm-hmm. some of these patients are so sick. They're still having like breathing problems. They can't get up a flight of stairs without feeling completely fatigued. Like physically their limbs feel fatigued. Um, they're having a hard time getting out of bed. A lot of them have lost their jobs, lost their their homes, mm. um, can't take care of their children and their families. They're having brain fog. Um, a lot of them have something called POTS. It's a postural issue with um, their heart rate where they stand up and their heart rate goes up really, really high to the point where they could even pass out. Wow. A lot of them are having digestive issues months later. They're having um, headaches histamine reactions, meaning they can't eat histamine foods. And the CDC has gone as far finally as recognizing this as a real syndrome. Mm. People are, um, they've passed um, a code, a diagnosis code for it. So people are actually getting medical treatment now covered. Um, People have been in hospitals, but when it was happening early on, you know, I don't know, May, June, 2020, probably June to July was the first case I saw of 2020. Mm. These patients were getting answers like, well, you're no longer testing for COVID. You're not sick with a fever. You're not sick, sick in bed. Like there's nothing I can do for you. Or 
you look fine. This is all in your head. Are you just having some anxiety or some like post-traumatic stress after having COVID? Because, you know, it was life-threatening for a lot of people. People thought they were going to die when they got it. For yeah. certain people have died. But, right. you know, I think that fear when somebody first gets a diagnosis is going to, mm-hmm. you know, put them in a place. So they no longer are testing positive. Correct. For, for an COVID. active infection. They might have the antibodies. They no longer have ac- an active COVID infection, but they have all these lingering symptoms. And they kind of name themselves long haulers. Um, that kind of came out, I think, of just people having it. And and at first, everybody didn't, nobody really understood what was happening to them. Mm-hmm. The first one that ended up in my office, she was probably in her late 70s. And she's like, look, ever since I've had COVID, like I can't walk up a, step, a flight of stairs. My gut's not working right. I'm having IBS. Never had it before. I've got a headache. I'm wow. fatigued. And we're like, I'm like, hmm, that's odd. And I really resonated with her. And one of my, I think my second patient um, was young. She's like my age, early 40s. And she's like, I can't go back to work. And everybody's telling me I'm fine because I look healthy. And that really hit me because I, my history is Lyme disease and you don't look sick with Lyme disease, but yet you hurt, you're mm-hmm. tired. And, and so I just immediately was like, okay, you're my second person. Tell me more. And she's actually got a huge Instagram following called my.longhaul.journey, I think it is. Um, and she she's documented every step of the way, every doctor she's gone to, every cardiologist who says, yep, your heart rate goes off the charts when you stand up, but we do all the EKG, the echocardiograms, like you're fine go home mm. kind of thing. Like a lot of them were like, everything's fine. And so I just did what I do with our patients and just put them through our program at Infinity Wellness Center. I've actually, since I've met you, trademarked it to the Infinity way of like, okay, let's just run some functional medicine diagnostic testing. Let's figure out what the heck's going on genetically, mm-hmm. what the heck's going on deficiency, what's going on toxicity, and just fix what we find. Right. And everybody's been a little different, but I've seen a lot of common things show up. Great. So it sounds like the age is not a factor, right? So Correct. From, Good. from very youthful all the way into kind of that older age range, we're experiencing these long haul symptoms. Good observation because my first thought was, okay, this woman's in her 70s. She might have even been close to 80, 81 don't quote me, but definitely late 70s, mm-hmm. early 80s. I thought, okay, she she's probably lucky to have survived it. Yeah. And she's gonna have a long, this is just gonna take her a long time to recover, right. was my first thought. But then yeah, I've had people as young as 19 come in with it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what is, <laughs> you said you noticed uh, some things that can help them or some things that these people do have in common. So I guess what is that that you've discovered? Yeah. So All of them across the board have had a genetic defect in their MTHFR gene, which has to do with methylation, which has to do with detoxification and controlling inflammation. That's one thing. Um, Definitely I found a commonality of, or or, yeah, a common theme that they had an underlying Epstein-Barr virus. So I do think their immune systems were probably already a little compromised. Mm. Um, Most of them had low vitamin D. Most of them had a lot of low um, antioxidants and just immune-boosting nutrients. Not all of them had gut issues before. Some did have like borderlining, borderline leaky gut. Almost all of them were going through or in a stressful situation when they got sick. 
a lot of them were in a stressful job. They were having family issues, like whatever. So I think that they got hit at a low point too. Mm. Um, but I really don't know. I can't say one of those things is you're going to be susceptible because right. I have patients who have this genetic defect who didn't get long haul COVID symptoms after two. So I can't say it's one thing, but I've just seen some patterns. Right. Um, almost all of them cannot handle histamine foods and they flare up when the histamine, when the allergies are high, mm -hmm. meaning mm -hmm. mold here in Texas flares up, your body has is being exposed to more histamine or it has to, it really has to break down the histamine, right? Like itchy eyes, runny nose is all a histamine reaction. And what I've found is um, food can cause a histamine reaction and healthy food can cause a histamine reaction. If you were to Google a list of histamine foods, you're going to see avocados, spinach. Um, you're going to see certain nuts that are healthy, mm -hmm. but also a lot of dairy, a lot of alcohol. Um, you know, you're going to see other things that aren't so healthy. So some of these patients were eating high histamine foods. We took them off a high histamine diet. And actually it was the patient I mentioned, her Instagram, who kind of helped me put that together. Hmm. that it lowers inflammation in their body and they can they can recover better. There is a gene defect that you may be um, low histamine. It's the AL1C3 gene is the name of it, that you don't break down histamine properly. Right. And I've had some patients, and this is kind of a funny way to put it, that she'll say, well, if the mold is high or the ragweed is high in Austin and I'm having a histamine reaction, if I have pizza and beer, both, both high histamine, I break out in hives, I'm itchy, my stomach hurts, like it's too much histamine for my body, my liver's freaking out, I have the problems. But if the mold is low, I can have the beer and pizza <laughs> and I'm okay. It's almost like you have this bucket of histamine mm, producing right. ailments and then you can, it can spill out. Right. So some of the long COVID people have had this gene defect and it makes perfect sense. Others haven't and I don't know why, if it's just an inflammatory reaction in their body. But taking them off histamine foods has been, has like almost overnight, they feel better. Wow. It's fascinating, energy wise, gut wise. It's, yeah. Yeah. And just uh, the body's tolerance for the different histamines or the different things that can potentially cause that reaction within the body. So depending on where that person is at, and there are so many different factors which are going to yeah. kind of contribute not only to how well the body can deal with those things, but just the, you know, sheer volume of um, histamines that they're mm -hmm. coming into contact with. But that's very interesting. So across the board, removing the histamine yep. foods seem to have a positive effect. That's been true for all of them so far. And I usually put them on a histamine-lowering nutrient called quercetin. Um, it's in a product called Dehis, and it, it's basically like, well, they call it nature's antihistamine. Mm. It's not something you want to be on forever, but to just kind of bring those levels down. Mm -hmm. And one of the patients was every morning doing a green smoothie with avocado and spinach, right? She's doing the right thing, almond milk, the whole thing. And, and we just took that away and her histamine levels must have come down because she had a lot less inflammation and issues. So yeah, it's really fascinating. And there's really no um, guidebook to this because mm -hmm. it's such a new thing. And it's it's serious. Finally, Western medicine's taking it serious. The CDC is taking it serious. And yeah, we're just kind of going through each person's history and fixing what we find. Right. Is this something that happens 
often with different types of viruses where there will be certain patients for whom they're not able to kick that virus and they actually kind of have these really long lingering symptoms. Yes. So there is a term called post-viral syndrome. And it it looks kind of like this, like here's your immune system. And when you get exposed with a virus, if any bug, if your immune system's doing what it's supposed to, you get it, the body takes care of it, like it doesn't express, right? Mm-hmm. So like if the immune system is tanked, that's why you see people break out with like cold sores when they're stressed, right? Mm-hmm. They call them, um, or they have a cold, right? Because their body's stressed, right? The herpes simplex one. Immune system tanks, the virus is like, woohoo. So I think what's happening with the COVID people, the long haul COVID people is like this virus is like right here under the immune system trying to mm. express again or something. I'm not really mm. sure, but the immune system can't quite push it way down here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, their immune system's under a lot of stress and I think they can't get on top of these symptoms. This podcast is brought to you by the Yoga Plus app by Psyche Truth. Listening is just the first part of the journey. Take the next step with your free 14-day trial. Join our professional yoga classes from a variety of instructors Break a sweat with our high-intensity fitness programs. Elevate your mind, spirit, and body through guided meditations. Start your free 14-day trial today. Yoga Plus by Psyche Truth, available on the App Store and Google Play. And I and I I've seen it with people who maybe weren't the healthiest, not necessarily like they have kidney disease and they're in bed or in dialysis or something crazy, mm-hmm. but just looking at their history and kind of adding up the sum of everything, which is most Americans, right? There's a lot of stress, maybe some other underlying stuff, genetic Mm. stuff, whatever other infections. And it just was a perfect storm. That's the only good explanation I have right now. Yeah. Do you think that it has to do with recurring exposure to COVID? I don't know. I don't think so because I know most of them were housebound afterwards. So I don't think so. Um, I feel like people who are re-exposed are actually having like a full-on another infection, which Mm. is rare to get the same strain, right? Like this new variant is a whole other story and we don't know. But it's very rare to get the same viral strain again because your body has some natural antibodies and we're finding those don't last as long as we'd like on everybody. But I don't think so, just from what I've seen. Mm -hmm. I don't think so, but I I really don't know. Right. I would say maybe if... um, you know, if this is happening to you or somebody else and you're confused or you haven't heard of the syndrome, you know, what would you tell them to do? Okay. That might be a good one. So for those of our listeners out there who maybe are in this situation themselves, or maybe they just know someone who they're thinking, oh, you know what? I think that maybe they're just having this really long hauler COVID syndrome. What would you recommend them to do? What would be a good next step? Yeah, I would definitely go on a low histamine diet. Now, the tricky part about that is you Google it and you're going to find a long list and a short list, right? But there's some that you're going to find that are common. But then I would I would tell them to work with a functional medicine practitioner. We've had people reach out to us from like Australia and Europe that nobody in my area has heard of this. It's it's making national news now. Most people are hearing about it now, most right. practitioners. But functional medicine doctors, I think, is where these people are ending up because they've gone to neurologists. They've gone through cardiologists. They've gone through internists. They've gone mm-hmm. through their general practitioner for sure. Right. Most of them have gone through psychologists. And a lot of them have been put on anti-anxiety. They're like, oh, you're just anxious because you were sick. 
And I think they're landing in functional medicine doctors' offices because they don't know where the heck else to go. And we're just kind of doing what we do. Like, let's start with foundational healing. Has the gut microbiome lining been disrupted? If so, let's figure out how. Let's do a stool, stool test. Do you have low good probiotics and bacteria? Do you have other infections? Like we've started there. I've looked at genetics deficiencies. Most all of them have had low vitamin D, low zinc, like these just these good immune boosting nutrients that they need. It's like just kind of taking it one by one. Some of them it's affected their menstrual cycle. We've had to go into some natural hormone balancing, um, brain chemistry for sure, brain fog. So we've run things like serotonin, dopamine, GABA. Can we bring those up? Can we bring those down? What does it look like? Are you anxious or depressed? Um, sometimes it's situational, sometimes it's brain chemical. So right. I would say get in a functional medicine office as soon as you can and just find somebody who's willing to walk the path with you and know that it's new for all of us. We're all kind of figuring this out as we go, but it's it's a real it's a real thing. You know, people are also going through the whole, you know, my spouse doesn't believe I'm sick because the COVID mm. is gone. Yeah. And so, you know, just being gentle, um, that same a patient on Instagram actually made a documentary. Um, her husband's a musician and filmmaker, and they made a documentary about the perspective of the caretaker taking care of her through this and not knowing what was wrong and how come she hasn't recovered. Was It was a beautiful message of wow. just having some grace and being there for them and help. Like they had to, you know, prepare her meals for a while. Like it was really, really bad. And just figuring out what they need to heal for the next right step and finding someone who's going to run the right tests and just kind of, it's kind of a rebuild of the body. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I don't know how better to explain it except for, I feel like this virus was so hit them so hard that it just almost like stripped their immunity, stripped mm. like a lot of their nutrients. And we just have had to rebuild them and lower wow. the inflammation. I definitely can um, imagine this this virus that just came out of nowhere. It has been one surprise after another this whole time. So I'm really not surprised to hear that that that's the kind of discovery you're making. It's so powerful. It's able to kind of knock out whatever whatever defenses that the body sh would normally have. And as you mentioned, you know, in our previous discussion about um, we just shared some tips about immune boosting. Yeah. And you kind of brought up the point that we've always been in this situation where we need our immune system working and we're just kind of have this increased awareness of it now due to the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so it does cause that extra bit of anxiety. I know for myself, for my different health coaching clients I'm working with, like we're all feeling those heightened levels of anxiety. Um, so I think that definitely is a factor, but yeah. letting people know that when when your doctor keeps giving you the, we can't tell, we don't know, the, the tests keep coming back normal, the tests keep coming back normal, but we don't have an answer for you. Those are really signs that you need somebody who's going to take a little bit closer mm -hmm. look at what's going on internally. It's the worst feeling in the world. I was there with Lyme disease of like, we don't know what's wrong with you. Um, this is your life. Like you're just going to be in pain and f have fatigue the rest of your life. Like that's not acceptable. That's not acceptable for any, there's always a reason and a cause. Your body doesn't just give up and stop working. Mm. Like there's always, in fact, I wrote a book, what to do when your doctor gives up on you. And of course <laughs> it launched March, 2020. <laughs> so I've done nothing with it, but put it on Amazon, but it's called what to do when your doctor gives up on you. And it talks about all of this, even pre COVID, like 
had this, the book has nothing to do with anything COVID because it didn't come out yet. It was just what to do. Start with the gut, move to liver detoxing, rule out infections, rule out toxins. Like it, it's a step-by-step guide of exactly what we do in the office actually. Right. But yeah, if somebody's giving up on you, find somebody else. And, and just, I also just want to take a second. And if this isn't okay, you can edit it. That if this isn't a wake up call for all of us to take, um, ownership and priority of our own health, I don't know what is. Mm. Like I know people that are still smoking and I'm like, this is a respiratory disease that we're in a pandemic of. If now's the time to stop smoking, like now's the time. Mm. You know, if you, you know, need to stop eating fast food or you need to exercise because you haven't in 15 years, now's the freaking time Mm. to lower stress, look at your life, look at what's priority, Get a functional blood panel run. What deficiencies do you deficiencies do you have? What foods do you need to increase to fix those? What supplements do you need to take? Are you hydrated? Are you sleeping? Mm-hmm. Like this basic stuff. Are you right. you know doing something to calm your mind? Like if this isn't a wake up call for us as as a human race, like I don't know what is. Like I'm mm-hmm. literally getting so passionate about it, I have goosebumps. Like <laughs> like but but seriously, like the smoking one was a big one for me. I still know friends and patients and mm-hmm. I'm like yeah, you're susceptible. You've you know, we got to not only stop but how do we heal the lungs, right? Mm-hmm. I have a patient who was ready to stop and so I recommended she go to oxygen hyperbaric chamber and that helps heal you know, damaged tissue and she's breathing it in and she's like feeling better than she has in 25 years. Wow. So yeah, like now's the time to get healthy, get well, and just really just be the best version of yourself that you can. So you're the strongest if any infection, right? Strep throat's going around Austin right now. Mm -hmm. So is RSV, which is an infant child respiratory syndrome, right? And, you know, we're about to go back to school. So we're about to see the stomach bug go around. So all of it, like all of it, Mm -hmm. let's just work really hard on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's really a big part of our philosophy here with the podcast and the YouTube channel on Psyche Truth as well is just empowering people to know that there is so much we can do to positively improve our health, help our body function. And a lot of times you're, as you kind of mentioned, it's just kind of getting out of the way or getting those things that are standing in the way of your ultimate health and getting rid of those things. So whether it's the stress or the whatever, or the smoking or some kind of unhealthy habit that we have, you know, once we uh, take control and take a little bit of responsibility, like you were saying, Mm -hmm. um, we can experience so much improved health Mm -hmm. um, that like you're saying, a lot of times once they start doing the thing, they're feels so much better that that becomes the impetus for them to keep going or keep making those positive effects. So just starting somewhere small and knowing that those small changes and little investments in your health are going to really pay off. And sometimes that's what helps give you the motivation to make those bigger changes that maybe you've been wanting to make. 100%. And it's a choice. Mm -hmm. It's a choice. I have a lot of patients also that were um, diabetic pre- pandemic. And a lot of them are like, okay, I'm doubling down. I am losing weight. I am eating properly. I'm getting off metformin, mm. a drug that, you know, I'm getting off insulin and they've done it. Wow. Like it's a choice, you know, small steps all the time. Yeah. is how you do it. Definitely. 
Well, Dr. Wards, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. And I just really uh, look forward to bringing you back on the show again to talk about some of these other topics. We've talked about reducing stress, reducing inflammation. There's so much great information. So I look forward to having you back and just want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me and just spreading good information for people. Oh, definitely. Thank you all so much for listening today, and I hope that you enjoyed the show. Be sure to join us again next time, and we look forward to seeing you then.